Hey everyone, today on the Outpatient Perspective, we have Dr. Matt Varakello from Penn Highlands Hospital in Dubois, sorry, it's Dubois, Pennsylvania. Dubois. <laughs> and That's all right. the reason why I wanted to have Dr. Varakello on today is because social media is a real thing for physicians and patient outreach today. And Dr. Varakello has a unique perspective on that. And let's just jump right in. Uh, Dr. Yeah. Varakel, what platforms are you on? So I'm on Instagram, which is probably my biggest one uh, with, with uh, 600,000, almost 600,000 followers, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, and Facebook. I think those okay. are all the major. Correct. Right now. Yeah. And as we were talking before we hit record, patients today are far different than they were, say, 10 to 15 years ago. They're more tech savvy. And there was even a time when a physician advertising, let alone advertising on a social media platform or sharing patient experiences was taboo. Tell us how you yeah. have used these and have fought that. I think that, and, you know, as we were talking before, too, the, the game is changing. And as things evolve in medicine, and that includes patient engagement platforms, I mean, look at what's happened with telemedicine too, with the whole the COVID pandemic. But as those uh, facets evolve, uh, it's important to, to appropriately resist some change. But from the social media side, what I've noticed is that patients are really hungry for more education. It used to be uh, you know, especially 15, 20 years ago, the doctor says this, and this is what I need. And that's, that's all there is. And there's an element of, uh, it was a lot easier and simpler during that time, especially we were talking about how my dad was a physician. So I, I grew up, that's all I've known really is medicine. So uh, I, I remember that time and certainly getting his perspective on that before he passed. But uh, the way it's changed, and, and one of my goals with social media is, is utilizing that patient education and en engagement. And it's, uh, it's been one of the biggest things that's, that's driven my brand. And also it's helped me in the office in terms of communication, because when I have patients that already follow me, they know all of the stuff that I'm preaching, so to speak on social media, tobacco, like we were talking earlier, tobacco cessation, weight loss before you get a joint replacement. So they'll come in and they already know, like, yeah, I, I get it. I know I need to stop this. And then we just talk about a little more of the finer nuances and details of, of how to recover from a joint replacement and things like that. So it, it actually allows you to have a more sophisticated discussion with the patient whenever, by the time they get into your office and they're face to face with you, it, it utilizes that time more efficiently where, where, and certainly this will happen sometimes, but I'm not starting at square one with the discussion saying like, this is why you can't smoke two packs per day and get your joint replaced. And this is why you need to stop, um, stop smoking, for example, or lose weight before the joint replacement. Um, so, and, and uh, to touch on the taboo part, it's, I've, I've always been a big believer on if you keep the patient at the center and, and that patient as the focus, then you really can never go wrong. And, uh, you know, legally you have to get your consents and you need to get patients permission and certain ones aren't going to want to do that. But I'll, I'll be frank with you is what I've noticed is that patients love to tell their story. Pretty much everybody I've, I've, it's very, very rare that I ask the patient, Hey, can I do this interview of you and talk about your experience? I don't even think, I can't think of anybody in recent memory who's been like, 
no, I don't want to. Actually, I had a lady who I've probably done videos of four or five different times um, along the course of her recovery. And she's had a couple of surgeries. And finally, this last time, she's like, I don't really feel like doing a, a video today. But it's it's interesting. And I'm obviously very grateful to my patients because and we're going to talk about how the the um, patients can hear me preach until I'm blue in the face and I can ramble just like I'm doing right now. Right. But they can they can listen to me over and over again. But when they hear it from my patient, that just opens up a whole new world to them. And it's almost like they listen to them more than they would listen to me. It's interesting. Absolutely. Uh, patients sell patients because again, yep. they, they trust someone who's gone through the process previously. So touch yep. a little bit, because I know you, when you got to Penn Highlands, uh, you were dealing with, um, and this is all around the country. Certain patients think their local hospital or their local access to medical is not up to par. So how did you fight that battle and how did you use social media to, to help along that so there is a, this is something that's well known everywhere, I think, even if you're in a, a local community hospital, and even if you're in a, in a city, a lot of times, and I've talked about this with my brother, Christopher Akello, who's I'm in, I'm in practice with as well, but we've always said, it's interesting, if you're in Pittsburgh, the place to go is you got to go to Cleveland Clinic. Mm -hmm. If you're in, you know, State College, you got to go somewhere else. Certainly, if you're in, in my area, that what I was saying before is that when I first got back here, the reputation in the brand wasn't, wasn't the greatest. And it's not to knock people or, or bash on people that were doing it here, but it's just, it's, uh, it, there were a lot of concerns. And some of the things that I heard when I first came back was, well, my husband had this done or my father had this done and this complication X, Y, Z. And, you know, it's just, why, why should I stay here? So the, I spent so much time when I first came back just constantly, I felt like I had to sell it. I was like, this is why you should stay here. We, ca we care about you. We got a good therapy department. We got people that can handle this. And, you know, we really do have good procedures here and stuff. And it's just, and then finally I sat down and I was like, you know what, instead of me constantly talking until I'm blue in the face, I'm just going to start a video vault. And I just started archiving. And then, it, you know, at this point, I probably have, I don't know, probably like a thousand videos at least of patients that are talking about their experience throughout the recovery process. And I noticed as soon as I started doing that, the rebranding happened on its own. And it's now it's, uh, it went from in the last two years, really people were leaving this area to go any, everywhere else right. to now I'm seeing, I'm probably pulling from like a five to six hour radius in terms of patient engagement. So I've used social media has, has helped propel that because patients are familiar with my voice already. They already understand exactly what I'm going to talk about. They see that I care about the patients. And, uh, and also they hear from my patients over and over again about the experience, like what it was like when they wake up, what they're like at two weeks, six weeks, three months, a year. It's, it's tremendous. Right. And they do see that you're passionate about, about medicine as well, which obviously helps. So yeah. what, would, what would you suggest, you know, if there's a surgeon out there facing the same things because you went through it, what yes. are practical steps that they can do to kind of get started and get it going rather than try one or two. And then, you know, give the up? number one, the number one thing, the number one thing is that in my opinion, you have to be, you can't be half in half out with it and you have to have passion for it. Mm -hmm. So 
if you don't have the passion for it, you run the risk of potentially doing more harm than good or just not really being effective at all. Um, patients can tell, they can almost, my, my passion is really palpable through my posts mm -hmm. and, and they get that, they get that message and they almost can understand how I am as a surgeon and how much I care about my patients. I, I would, I would even say the first, second and third factors are you have to be passionate about it. You have to go in with a mission saying I'm engaging in social media and I want to develop a growth trajectory to Number one, engage with patients. Like if that's your mission, engaging with patients, then you have to sit back and think, okay, how do I get and meet that goal? And everything that you post about, your content has to be consistent and centered around that. So for my example, the way I started getting more and more involved in it, because I've been on social media for years, but, but the first thing is the orthopedic robotic surgery part. And so when I, when I launched that program, at Penn Highlands in August of 2020, it was, I, I immediately was listening to the feedback from the community and patients and a lot of them were getting scared. So they were scared, like what is this robots going to do the surgery? And you're thinking about, it's an area where it's not a big city. So, so a little resistant to te technology and people are uh, deserve it like a little bit fearful. And I, I completely get that, but the response isn't to pull back. It's just I said, well, let me launch the Mako Monday posts, Mako being the robotics that I utilize at the hospital. And every single Monday, that's going to be the theme. And it's, and it's, I would tell patients, I would say, just go onto my Facebook page because I have a lot of patients with that demographic that are on Facebook. And that's why I actually launched Facebook. Um, and I said, every Monday I post about robotic surgery and they, I've had so many people that they come in and they're like, that has made me feel so much better. And I feel so much more at ease from having that. And then Tuesday is testimonial Tuesday, where I typically feature a total hip replacement patient. Thursday is testimonial Thursday, where it's a, a total knee replacement patient. Um, and the reason for that, again, going back to my goal that I set, what is my goal for doing the social media? It is to rebrand the department. And so patients can listen to other patients and my future patients can see my previous patients oh, this is what the recovery process is like. So that goal made me say, okay, let me give some total hips here and total knees. And if you're thinking about creating your own platform, just think about what your practice is like. If you do hand surgery, you can, do, you can get creative with various features and, and which days you want to feature. Um, and then here's the other interesting part is I didn't want to be known as just joint replacement because I'm also high volume for sports medicine, uh, you know, shoulder instability, cartilage repairs. So every Wednesday is workout Wednesday, and that's an athlete that's featured. So you can see the message yep. stays balanced. I'm a big proponent of technology, and I wanted my patients to know that I'm utilizing cutting-edge te technology, so Friday is feature Friday. And then I had a patient comment one time about like, oh, you do shoulders too. Well, yeah, I'm high-volume shoulders as well. <laughs> so Saturday shoulder, or shoulder Saturday. Stuff. Right. And so it's – it's uh. And, and I made that commitment to do the consistent posts, right. because if you're not consistent, you're not going to achieve and establish a constant growth trajectory. Right. If you're just doing one post every four months, you're never going to gain traction. So that's, that's really important. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Absolutely agree with that. I mean, and as you talked about it, it makes a hundred percent sense to me is that yeah. anything in life, if you want to become good at it, 
you need to be consistent. I mean, you yep. can't just go to the gym once a month and stay in the, in the shape you were in your twenties. You got to, yeah. you got to consistently you do that. You're going to be seen an orthopedic surgeon. That's why they call it the weekend warrior syndrome. Right? Correct. <laughs> so Dr. Varicello, if someone wants to connect with you, learn more about what you're doing, how can they connect with you? So, um, you can reach out to me on social media. Um, my, my Instagram handle, and this might get into a whole nother discussion of why my Instagram handle is what it is, but it's DJ V city MD because I was a DJ before I was a doctor. <laughs> so that's my, that's my Instagram handle. I'm, I'm DJ V city on Twitter and, uh, on Facebook, it's Matthew Varicello MD and on LinkedIn, if you just search me and you can message me that way. Um, I could, I, I could certainly, uh, share other contact info if, uh, yeah, but that, that's at least that's at least a way for them to to get a hold of you if they're interested in connecting yeah. and learning more. Well, we appreciate yeah. your time today, and I know yes. this will be valuable for for the audience as this is a major thing going on, and it's it, social media is here to stay. Social media is here to stay, even in the medical field. So, thank you very much, Doctor yeah. Varicello, and have a good Absolutely. day. Absolutely. Yeah, you too. See ya. Bye bye.